0: put it on my resume generally <laughs> extensive sexting history with Bo schwartz so it's, it's in hobbies
1: they're like sir we don't we don't really have any issues with your sexting per se uh it's more really the person you're sexting with uh him up on the internet and he's into some weird stuff you are now listening to good bad or
0: bullshit.
1: Hi, and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit, the podcast where no verdict is too controversial, no personality is too big, and no topic is too random. My name is Crofton Steers, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Michael Hodgins and Bo Schwartz. Fellas, how are you? Why, hello there, good sir. How are you on this fine morrow? Hello. 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 Uh, and uh, just to to put it into perspective, the the first intro that was Bo Schwartz, the actor, and the second intro that was Michael Hodgins, the CBC radio host. Oh, you mean socialist? Uh, curmudgeon. So, socialist, yes. Um, fellas, how are you? I'm doing good, but yeah, I,
2: I think maybe you asked us that already, but let's uh, let me say it again. I'm doing fine. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing well, and I I noticed we use that the the uh, Sort of slogan at the start of
0: our, our intros. And that one was like no personality to, but we've only had, we only have three personalities on this show. So if one of us isn't too big, well, that's all we have
1: to go with, right? No. Well, Breck was here one time. That's that guy's huge. We should, we should have a guest again
2: sometime. Yeah, well, we'd really love to have a guest. Uh, but, you know, people that kind of are shy about the radio. Um, you know, I even took a, a voiceover seminar, and it's amazing how many people are shy about just getting their voices recorded and then listening back and kind of going, ouch, I don't I don't like it, oh, you know. But um, if you do it enough, you kind of get over it. It's kind of like prostitution.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> I'm not advocating prostitution. In fact, I... <laughs> did, 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 did. Um, yeah I, I probably shouldn't make that comparison but you know what I mean like uh, you know you might have some shame or some self-consciousness about recording and, your own voice and, and if you just do it enough it's gone and and just because just because that comment might have come off somewhat callous
0: uh, any listeners may want to revisit the podcast we did on the topic of prostitution where we had a fulsome discussion and came to some verdicts about it yeah it's somewhere in our archive
1: um I I will say that whenever you listen to your your the sound of your own voice, it always does sound different than than how you hear it in your in your mind or or how you hear it in, out loud. When you hear it recorded and play back, it almost you know. And I know I'm sure there's some sort of explanation for that. I would like to tell you what that is, but I have no idea.
0: I I know what it is. It's because. Um when you hear your own voice, sound is transmitted through the air to your ears but also through the bones in your face. So, so that changes the kind of the, – the resonance of it so it sounds different to yourself whereas when you hear it recorded, it's sound transmitted only through the air. So when you hear it back, it's just not what you're used to because we're used to this other – it going through literally the bones in our head. Yeah, and
2: then you go, I sound like that? I Yeah, saw. it is kind of annoying, <laughs> Well, you that's get used crazy. to it after a while once you hear it recorded. You're like, oh yeah, I guess that's how I sound to everyone else. So the lesson here is tape your voice, listen to it over and over again, practice, and um, you can be uh, penniless podcasters yourself.
0: Yes, or write <laughs> into the show and ask to be a guest, and maybe we'll, we'll have you on and hear your opinions. Yeah, and we're non-union.
1: Speaking of listening to the sounds of our own voices, maybe we should uh, dig out that old random topic generator and uh, get going.
0: Yeah, I'm in I'm in the garage here. Got it ready to go.
2: <laughs> I have this image of Michael teaching Ivan how to to do this. Uh the
0: um the topic today is the Olympics. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. It's funny how not timely this is because there was an Olympics pretty recently. We should have done it then. Yeah. But,
2: but um, I don't know. The Olympics are kind of always a thing, you know, even though they only happen once every four years. I'm sure there's a lot of industry uh, that are involved in prepping the next one. And actually, it's every two years because there's the Winter Olympics. Um So, yeah, and there's always uh, other kinds of Olympics around, but yes, no, well there's the one kind of Olympics, the Olympics,
0: there's not other kinds of Olympics, but uh yeah, and they've been talking about it a lot because of the um where the recently the World Cup, which is sort of the equivalent big sporting event, you know, in the same kind of time frame every four years or whatever, but Brazil is also, I think hosting the next Olympics, so a lot of their build up for the um for the World cup is also kind of tied to that build up for the Olympics.
1: Yeah, no, uh the Olympics are interesting because uh from from the standpoint of an ideal they exist in in a in a certain way and then from the standpoint of like I guess a corporation or a a, a m- money generating institution they exist in a different sort of in a different way. Uh and, and my my feelings are are mixed depending on what type of what type of Olympics were we're discussing, right? Uh, and and you see, like they're they're talking about Brazil right now about Brazil not being ready uh, for the Olympics. Um, the uh, International Olympic who who run who provide support, select the Olympic sites, so on so forth. They're saying that Brazil is way behind the eight ball, uh, and uh, and this is following Sochi, which as we know had a ton of issues of its own. So it seems to be coming. It becoming increasingly difficult to hold these large scale events.
0: Well, for sh- I mean, for sure that's true, and I think a lot of it is just um, is, is is the cost. The infrastructure costs are kind of insane. I, I mean, I always hear the stat about the Montreal Olympics. Maybe because it's closer to us here in Canada, which were what seventy six. Was that when
1: they were seventy? Uh, seventy six,
0: something like that. So, um, and they are saying. That it was, I remember there was some milestone recently where they're like, oh, they just paid it off. And it was like a couple of years ago that they just finally paid off that Olympics. And then because it's always sort of heralded for the the city that has it is this great, All oh, this is going to be this major boon to our economy, you know, and, and it clearly is. But the costs are also uh, – you know, gigantic and so it, it can be a burden for the city that hosts it as well.
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I know that I hear most about and I found it shocking sort of as a from my childhood perception of the Olympics to my formative adult perception of the Olympics is that it's um it's a huge drain on resources to host these things. Like it's absolutely massive and and, and so Well so so I guess it's just is it is it worth it, right? Like so yeah. To to do this big
0: event to bring together uh, the world in sort of sp- sporting peaceful sporting uh, you know activities is, is that is that worth it is it is this a good thing for for us well, well how about we take a step back do you guys like the Olympics um,
1: nah. I love the Olympics.
0: Yeah, I I sort of do too. I mean, uh, I have my issues with it, but, and and this is, you know, this is not related to the verdict I'm going to give, but uh, I feel like there's enough fanfare around it. And I guess I have some nostalgia of when I was a kid, my dad would make a big deal about the Olympics, back when it was legitimately every four years. um, And, uh, you, you know so so now when it comes around it's like oh this is a big event and, I, and it's kind of like it's like in the background of your life for two weeks every whatever four weeks you're like oh watch some rowing or whatever <laughs> so I, I do look forward to it, it you know it's it, it's it's unique I suppose yeah, Crofton do you watch it
1: oh, I see that's it's one of those times where I watch events that I'd have no business watching at any other point during uh, the year, and that's kind of sad in many ways. Like Mike mentioned, rowing, but there are tons of other events. You're like, oh, you know, are you going to watch the synchronized swimming tonight? Canada's got a shot, you know. Um, and uh, you just get you get so much. Um, into these these things and it fosters a sense of community right everybody is everybody's talking about it you go into work the next day or you talk to people on the street and everybody's sort of excited um you're watching it on you know you're watching it on TV uh you watch it in you know in groups and that sort of thing and uh yeah no I just for me it's it's always been an entertaining uh time like and i and i always look forward to it and i'm always sort of sad when it's over like i've been you know i've been watching it for two weeks. There's, it's like there's always something good on ever being anything good on TV. During the Olympics, I always find something that's that's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess because it's such an event, I think most are, uh, I would agree with you totally that I would watch these things that I otherwise would not ro- watch. Oh, just on the the radio today, they're talking about sprinting. Oh, I guess it's the, the Commonwealth Games are going on right now. It, I, I guess that just goes to show how big an event that is. I'm barely aware of it. And we're a Commonwealth Country, so we have people competing. But I'm like, whatever. Um, and they're talking about sprinting and this sort of thing. And I feel like it's all—it's it, it, like it adds this level of prestige to sports um, that otherwise are just background. It's like you care about them if you're involved, but once it's the Olympics, it's kind of like, okay, now, now it's the real deal. It's the the, yeah. the stakes seem higher somehow, whether
2: or not they are. Yeah, because I was gonna say, sort of in contrast to the both of you, um, I don't have any big saw to. Was saw to grind or axe to grind? That's it. I don't have an axe that I need to grind with the Olympics, but um, I'm mostly disinterested in it. And it's like kind of for that very reason. Like you said, uh, the Commonwealth Games were recently, I think I caught a mention of that on Twitter or something. And um, <clears throat> I was like, well, whatever. Because, you know, the sports that are part of the Olympics are are of little to no interest to me outside of the context of the Olympics. And so to me, the Olympics are more about pageantry than they are about... I mean, they are celebrations of the sport, I suppose, for those individuals who are into it. But all kinds of people attend and watch the Olympics that don't really follow maybe any of those sports. And so... um uh in terms of pageantry, it still doesn't appeal to me. Um it's kind of like each country gets their best uh you know, athletes together to, to compete, but I, I'm always never sure why that's even like it's I have a hard time really internalizing its importance, is what I'm trying but
1: to Bo, say. But but what sport does appeal to you?
2: Well, I mean, not very many. Like, I'll watch a playoff sometimes if I get hooked into it. I remember yeah. I've watched a Super Bowl once. I was into football for all of twenty four hours, and I thought it was really cool. Like, um, I appreciate sports and and, and, and athleticism, but um, it just doesn't hold my interest for very long. Well, I
1: years. think it's difficult to be in the Olympic, interested in the Olympics, or invested in the Olympics if you don't care about sports, because that's essentially what it is. And yeah. you're right, you're right that there is there is at level, a high level of passion. And tree, especially in the opening and closing ceremony they mix the arts and culture and all that sort of th- stuff associated with the hosting country um and that's great but i i do think i i do like to think about the olympics as well from the athletes point of view and the olympics are like when you're when, they're the lifeblood of a lot of these sports uh and i you know i follow hockey and I, I love i love me some playoff hockey and 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 for those athletes that grow up in Canada, that dream of playing in the NHL, they dream of winning the Stanley Cup and, and of win, and of holding it over their heads and that and that's what gives the sport its its lifeblood is the passion that these kids have for for playing uh, and winning the Stanley Cup. But there's a lot of sports that don't have the equivalent of like a, a Stanley Cup or a trophy at the end. A, a Super Bowl or what have you Buy that. And I th- I believe that if the Olympics suddenly disappeared tomorrow, that there would be a lot of sports uh, that would pretty much stop existing or or be extreme, extreme uh, niche sports because the Olympics is what people see that draws them to those sports.
2: So like, uh, you know, relay racing is no longer a thing unless uh, it's a very niche market of people into relay racing uh as an example
1: well they might be in in you know there's always going to be track and field competitions there's always going to be there's always going to be rowing competitions there's um you know there's always going to be trampoline competitions but the thing the thing is 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 that they're they're going to be less and less attractive to the younger generation in terms of that's what they want to do when they grow up to chase or, or to to invest in without the Olympics. The Olympics is what all those athletes are training for and, and, and gunning for. And while they have national competitions every year um, uh, in a lot of these sports, really uh, the Olympics is sort of the the big show and uh, and I feel like if it no longer existed if the Olympics were wiped off, then it would be a huge loss for for many sporting communities.
0: Yeah I, I, I agree with that. I mean, that's true, but some of these sports, you know, and and I guess we both made the point that we'll watch sports that otherwise we would have no interest in if it weren't for the Olympics. But oftentimes when I'm watching those sports during the Olympics, I'm like, this sport is like, why is this a sport? I mean, or why is it an Olympic sport? The ones that come to mind, and especially when they try to like, so like luge or bobsled to a certain extent, I'm, I'm just sort of like, you, you know, you push really hard and you get, you sit in the thing and it goes down. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it looks fun, I guess, and, but it's it's a very boring sport to watch because it's functionally just a time trial. And uh, it, I just, it's like, and who does that thing for fun? Like, I mean, there are tons of I'll watch for like when we were talking about sports, we would not normally watch, for example, marathons. You know, uh, I'll watch a, a marathon in its entirety during the Olympics, but. You know, I wouldn't probably otherwise, but I also know tons of people who train, who are trying to run a marathon for personal, you know, uh, achievement. And uh, here in Ottawa, we have a race weekend. There's like thirty thousand people running in the marathon. It's like amazing. It's a thing you see. But say losing, for example. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't even know that it existed if it wasn't for the Olympics. It's not a yeah.
2: sport that but, anyone do, do you think that, does. Do you, but do you think that that's because um, the effort and skill doesn't translate well on the screen? No, I, th- I think
0: it's because the Olympics is looking for ways to fill out their roster of sports. Because, I mean, some things are fairly accessible in that, like, you know, any track and field event, it's just kind of like, okay, it's, it's a lot of it's very basic athleticism. You know, can you run fast? Can you jump high? This sort of thing. So you can watch and be like, okay, these are basic sort of things. But some of the winter ones are definitely like, you know, kind of, it, it's like they're reaching that this is a sport. I, and again, I'm coming back, maybe I'm crapping on luge. But then when they have like the two men or two women luge yeah. <laughs> and then the skeleton where it's like, okay, it's the same thing. But
1: now your head's forward. It's just... Yeah. Sort of, <laughs> I well, don't know. It doesn't it's really funny. It's funny because, Mike, I like – I, f- I understand what you're saying, and the Winter Olympics is always one that they're trying to find more events because they the the Summer Olympics are so overstuffed with legitimate often events that like they um I think recently they cut wrestling which is um one of the original founding Olympic sports and and through like lobbying and in in protest and all that it was brought back um but they only have so many room so much room in the Summer Olympics and they bring in new sports the Winter Olympics recently have brought in a bunch of sports to appeal to i guess what you would call the x games audience so stuff like ski cross and snowboard cross and half pipe and all this um and and legitimately entertaining to watch but the old style uh winter events were like you said stuff like luge and there's a bunch everybody has their own event uh bimpic performance is is the um the Olympics events like swimming and track that have a zillion distances and strokes and medals like, oh, Michael Phelps, winningest uh, athlete in Olympic history. He wins medals swimming 100 meters, 150 meters, 200 meters, 250 meters. I'm like, OK. OK. I get it, you know, like he can swim, but he gets the swimming events or the track events. Uh, you're you're able to win a lot more medals than you would be, um, you know, in other events. And I'm more impressed by people like Clara Hughes, who has who won uh, an event in the uh, Summer Olympics, uh, won a medal in cycling, and then wins speed skating. Uh, medals in the winter olympics to me that's much more impressive than a guy like michael phelps who's just winning different swimming medals
0: yeah the swimming bit it's always bugged me too especially like not only the fact that there's so many distances but it's all the types of strokes too like if you did that with running there was like backward running 100 meters and sideways running <laughs> 100 that, that's essentially what swimming is like how all these different ways you can do it um i mean and and i suppose that those are le- legit things in swimming but it does kind of raise a question cuz a lot of this when it comes down to it is just like this is kind of supposed to be a uh, basic human achievement you know who who can do these physical things uh sort of the best and, and then when you have like all these different variations it, it it feels a bit contrived and same with judged sports um you know sometimes you watch the 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 judged sports and you're like as in you know um Non-expert watching them, I'll be like, oh, I think that was the best run or something. And then they'll get some score and you'll be like, really? And, And I'm surprised at that. And then someone else will get the gold and you're like, huh, I didn't. But maybe I don't know. It makes you a bit more disengaged than something like you watch Usain Bolt run the fastest and cross the line first. It's pretty clear who is the best. But some of these things were like like figure skating or some of like the competitions in skiing the trick competitions it's very subjective as to who's
2: the best really yeah I remember the in the Winter Olympics um, I want to say I guess the last one there was I can't remember his name but there was a Russian skater and it was a big deal because I guess it was a comeback for this guy but then he was caught on camera like in an interview uh you know insulting other people or insulting the judges because he's like I do quadruple this guy only do triple I do triple quadruple 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 he just kept saying that like you know awesome figure skaters do quadruples and uh you know wimpy skaters that are maybe attractive or do dancy stuff get higher scores you know and so just underscoring the entire the subjectivity of that entire sport. Well,
0: and, and I remember it used to be, there was a few men's, like, I think, was it Kurt Browning back the who do, like, a backflip? And I thought as a kid when I watched that, I was like, wow, a backflip on skates, that's crazy. Yeah. But for some reason, it didn't seem to score as high as some of the, like... Uh,
1: it's cause... illegal, actually, I think. It is? Yeah, it's an illegal... Why would it be an illegal move? It's super impressive. I don't know. Because
2: figure skaters, figure skatings are, are, they're dumb. It's not like an X game kind of deal where it's like if it's Sean White snowboarding doing some sick move, everyone's like, oh man, all tens, you know? Yeah, that's so dope. But, (laughs) uh, you know, figure skating judges are like, oh my, he did a backflip. Oh. Oh, my but, eyes are insulted having just witnessed this. Zero. Where was the artistic, uh, you know, <laughs> formulation of
0: that trick? It, it is true, and there's yeah. been a lot of. Um... I
1: don't, I don't want to, sh- like, I don't want to shit on all these sports though. Like, just to go go through them and individually say, oh, well, you know, this one is kind of. Uh, and I started it with yeah. it with the, with the stroke, yeah. uh, the, the swimming, and the distances in the track and stuff, but. But like despite all the nuances of all these sports and all the individual scandals or all the individual problems, I do think the Olympics have merit getting the entire international community together um, every four years and like um, – yeah. It's sort, of, it's sort of like a class reunion, if you will. Like you get – you athletes intermingle, people from all nations and all that. In theory, it's great. But then at the same time, you have Olympics like the 1930s, Lynn with Hitler. And I. it's going to sound like I'm saying Putin is Hitler here when, when they're not in the same league. But recently, everyone went to Sochi, um, held hands, sang songs, left, and then pretty much uh, Putin goes and annexes uh, – uh, neighboring country you know uh against the will of the international community making the whole olympics things seem like a giant charade so it's it you know well, i'm i'm kind of mixed on that and
2: i think that's where there's and maybe there are people who are not confused about this but are confused on the value of the olympics because i mean we can talk about the specific sports but the olympics are an institution beyond the sports and watching it enjoying it and um you know, like a, a popular metric that you see oftentimes touted in broadcast, at least I do, is, you know, how many medals each country has won. But is that really an indication of that country's superiority um, in any other way than their, you know, access to resources and culturally valuing, you know, sports? That's
0: one of my biggest pet peeves about the Olympics as a whole. <clears throat> I mean, because sometimes, it, you know, whenever they have the opening ceremonies, you'll have like announcers or whatever touting. they kind of like, isn't this... Bringing all these nations, the world together in a peaceful competition. And then I feel like the thing they need to add to prove once and for all who's better and who's the suckiest country and who's the best. (laughs) It's muscle flexing. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like America once again will take the medal lead or how will Russia do? There's always these countries that, you know, have the biggest medal count. They're better than all these other countries. And I just feel like, as someone who's not, I'm not big on nationalism as a thing. I I think it's kind of. A bad thing for the world but essentially something like the olympics that's what it does is it's like okay you're from this country time to be like we're the best and yeah. uh, pit ourselves against everyone else and and show them that we're better than them and i feel like you know I, I mean that you know sport is competition and it's i guess you know dividing along national lines is a good way to do it but essentially
2: it is just like let's figure out who the winners and losers are across the the world. Because the athletes involved are really just form a small percentage of all the participants in the Olympics, if you count observers and puppeteers as well, right? So, um, you know, like, I think we can look at athlete, athletes and respect their commitment and diligence to doing the sport of their choice and competing, whether they win or not. Um, but th- it's such a, it's such, it's the least important thing, I think, about the Olympics, th- to be honest, <laughs> you know.
1: But I, w- I, would say to Mike's point, I would say that uh, that in many ways that Im- that conflict on the field uh, and and putting energies in in that arena moves it o- moves away from from other uh, arenas that could be much more dangerous, such as war. Uh, and, and you see you see things like uh, it's not the Olympics, but the summit series between Canada, Russia, and and um, there's a lot of hockey sort of during the Cold War type stuff where, where, you know, instead of shooting each other with guns or shooting pucks at each other and I mean, I think that that's good in a way. It provides an outlet uh, 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 that's non-offensive I I find by and large. Like, yeah, there's sportsmanship. Yeah, the person with the most money is probably going to win. Like, uh, the best sports program and that sort of thing. And, And, there's sort of There's ways that you can kind of point to where the Olympics is going, the rising costs, the big TV deals uh, and everything and say, man, uh, they're losing sight of sports. And I can can agree with that. But I definitely think that the existence of an international uh, sporting event every four years, I don't have an issue with the sports part of it. Let's just put it that way. I have an issue with the rest of it. No.
0: Like I mean, I I like when people say that it's about the athletes, and I do think that kind of observing h- human you know human achievement is something really interesting. But it's so you know drawn out along national national lines, and clearly there are implications that if you're a rich country, you know, you'll, you're going to win more medals. Um, yeah. It's so it, you know it's just it, and Crofton you you're the one who actually told me this before but like Australia is sort of an impressive country and that they've done very well uh, when you compare their population to say the United States uh, they have a sporting culture and this sort of thing uh, but it, it 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 is sort of like it's still like who has the resources who has the culture and I mean c- coming back to like is this does this serve, I think your example with Putin, and just goes to show that it has, it's not really any kind of outlet to stop nations from engaging in other activities of domination over their neighbours. It's not like Russia's like, well, we did well in the Olympics, so let's just leave well enough alone and let Ukraine do whatever they want. They're still going to be, however they are in the geopolitical world, they're not going to allow, you know, sports is not really an outlet that that serves any purpose, or or Hitler in those Olympics. I mean, he's going to do what he going to do anyways the but they didn't they didn't
1: do as well they didn't do as well as they wanted to and there was a huge loss at the olympics uh including the men's hockey team which he himself said was a bigger deal than all the other events put together and they got eliminated in like the early rounds so like i'm, I'm not saying that one led to another but i'm saying that they, they definitely didn't scratch the itch they were looking to scratch at the Olympics.
2: do you, do you guys seriously think that uh sporting events is any really true way of resolving conflict between nations like, well no it's i, I could think there ever be a future that's it? sort of my yeah, okay.
0: that's my point is is it it's it's not at all i think it's just people put it as another feather in their camp like i mean at the moment you know the u.s is still though it's in decline the kind of world superpower and they you know and and, and that's just it's just another way to kind of like show that power to the world they can have the highest metal count often and it's it just it's just one more sort of of how they how they 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 lay out their prestige in in the world um but it's sort of like if i, I wish that they could tone down the nationalistic stuff and it could okay. be it could be focused on ath- athletics
2: well what do you think about um since we're becoming a global village i mean there's a is, you know this is very idealistic but um what do you think about a future where the olympics doesn't recognize nationality necessarily like if it could reorganize itself to have athletes i mean does that would that make it lopsided? I mean, could it, is it possible to have an Olympics that's just like, we just want athletes, you're children of the world, come and compete?
1: I don't think that doesn't appeal to me personally as much. Like I I, I appreciate the vanillification of like the Olympics in, in, in the idea of not offending anybody or, oh, you know – Let's not wave our flag or countries. The world, uh, we're not all part of. You know, I understand what you're saying. We're all people, and we're all there as athletes and as individuals. But you're you're uh, representing your country, and that's you know that's how it goes. It builds it builds a good uh, a good sort of community feeling at home that might not be might not be the same in in every country. Like different countries value different Olympics. I know that some of the hot countries don't give a crap about the Winter Olympics. Can Canada loves the winter olympics and uh, not as much the summer olympics you know it's just just how it is so i i definitely to answer your question Bo, I, I i like it the way the way it is and i like you know the opening ceremonies i like celebrating the country that it's in i like it when it was you know in vancouver or when it was in beijing and they're doing doing a Big show, acknowledging the country that it's in, uh, doing the handover to the country that it's going to, and that. Would I wish they'd spend less money and not bankrupt the countries that they're in? Uh, but uh, at the same point, I I like I like the nationalistic stuff. Uh, I think it's it's a healthy place for it as opposed to other areas. It
2: seems like when I think about it, it's it's a very deep part of the tradition of the Olympics. You know, when you mention some of the rituals around it, but um, you know, I, I guess uh, it's just. I guess I'm uncomfortable with the uh, the, the, the nationalism uh, as, as Mike suggested. I, are you guys ready to roll into verdicts? I think uh, it's verdict time. I,
1: Olympics is one of those topics. I feel like I could. There's so many subtopics, and like we were starting to talk about them. There's well, so it, many. It's a really old times. institution,
2: right? It's been around since before a, a, a BC, AD, Sorry, right? Well, Greek. Society. I mean, yeah, it was. And then it was yeah. a big down period, but yeah, and it,
1: it it relaunched. And and another thing is the Olympics. You know, when the um, when we were just when we were kids and stuff. And you guys mentioned the Montreal Olympics. Montreal spent a crazy amount of money, and they built like they built an uh, a comp- an island uh, in the Saint Lawrence. They did. They spent tons and tons of money in '76, and that sort of started the period because the Olympics were really down at that point. And Mayor Jean Drapeau of Montreal uh, was looking to like rally Montrealers, and was was using the Olympics as as a rally point. And, but the Olympics themselves were down at that point, and and uh, um, I, I think it's the Mexico Olympics, um, maybe in the eighties, or uh, that where it was like the lowest television viewers. Sh- and and they couldn't even Olympic committee couldn't even get pretty much an, an American television provider for the Olympics. And then there was a there was a big turnaround. The Los Angeles Olympics were a big turning point. There's just a, a turning point that is that we grew up with all the Olympics we grew up with has been part of the growing uh, Olympic movement. And now now we're at the point where it's it's a hugely hugely profitable industry to the point that that. I'm getting frustrated with the Olympics and I'm rolling into my verdict here. Uh, there's there's all these uh, – I'm not sure if you guys have seen them. There's all these uh, images going around Facebook and this sort of thing about previous Olympic sites and what their conditions are. Yeah, and okay. some of them, like in 1988 Calgary Olympics, they have – their luge and all that stuff is still being used Every- Thing is being used there. It was a good investment of infrastructure. But the Athens Olympics in Greece, you're talking about like, and this was like 2000 or something, their arenas are now like giant bird toilets and stuff like they're, they're completely abandoned and it's just in the, in the countries in a, in a, you know, a financial crisis. So as much as I've been sort of touting the Olympics and, and saying, you know, cause I love the Olympics in theory and I love watching them and I love, uh, seeing the athletes compete and, uh, it's but I'm concerned about where it's going and I'm concerned about about uh you know I looked at the Sochi um uh, Olympics the most recent ones how they built on quicksand essentially just so that Putin could have his event in his uh, in his tropical destination he is kind of like looking at dollars and not looking at uh, at the ideals it's supposed to represent so because of all those things I can't give it the good that I want to give it straight up because that's what in in a perfect uh, world and even the olympics from my my childhood like the 88 Seoul Olympics and all that I would say those are those are good but the olympics as they stand nowadays I have to say are bullshit
2: Olympics for me um it's all, I know it's always a big deal for people when they're on and my default position's always like Ugh, <laughs> I'm I'm not personally a fan of Olympics. I don't watch a lot of sports, but I mean i I have nothing against sports. So if people want to watch sports and watch the broadcast, it's fine. I just I think it's more of an interesting, and I shouldn't confuse it with uh, you know, uh, an actual disdain towards the Olympics. However, I'm kind of like never really been into um, you know, national pride. Uh, I I don't feel like um. I, I don't feel like it's interesting to watch countries compete for medals um, and, and just that that whole thing. I, I don't, I wonder about a bit about, um, you know, the necessity, for example, for it to be in, a, in another country all the time. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of opportunity to actually make it more relevant and interesting. Uh, you know, it's always got to be in a different country and it bankrupt that country. Well, why can't the Olympics, like, fund the World Olympic Center and the Olympics are held at the Olympics? Like, it's, I think there's a lot of stuff that could that could really stand to be changed about it. Uh, that being said, I, I kind of you know I think it's fine. I just don't. I think it's overblown. Um, you know why people uh, love it so much? Because if you're not watching shot put or is it shot put? I don't know. If you're not watching javelin, uh, why are you watching it now? Or why are you watching any of it? So I'm just gonna say the Olympics are bullshit. <laughs> Uh, to echo to echo Crofton, I think that, you know, if there are athletes competing in certain things, I think that's all good, and it's what makes the world a beautiful place, so that's great, but, uh, you know, Olympics, I could care less. <laughs> Mike? <laughs> uh, you know, I like your idea, Bo. about,
0: I, I think that's a good idea that they, they should, they should, like, there should be, like, an island somewhere. You know, like that weird island that's in the middle of the yeah. Atlantic? The Olympic the the Island. Yeah, and then, you know, people should, all countries of the world should send their armies and destroy whoever lives there. <laughs> 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 the, the UN should go and bomb it so there's no one on it. No, I mean, I'm, I'm being, being stupid here. But but it, I think it is kind of a good idea. You have this one place, it's kind of like this neutral territory, and you just build these facilities and maintain them. And You, you know, I, I think that's kind of a cool idea, which would eliminate some of the nationalism around it how uh, every every country has they like now is our big show and we'll we'll show our cultural pride because uh, i mean you know it just look i'm just gonna say it i agree with you guys it's it's bullshit you know? <laughs> and i think particularly like it's it's so much bullshit it's like the amount of uh, commercialism and consumerism tied to it. It's this big economic thing. Everyone's so much money being pumped on and we got to like, and the media coverage and it just, it's like out of control now where it it drives me nuts sometimes. You know, you want to just watch the sports and then it's just all this other stuff. And and you think of like these countries that are like, they'll, they'll try to shoulder like culture and it always strikes me as dumb. Like in Canada, they'll try to be like, oh, our First Nations culture, whereas, you know, we sort of oppress those people actually. And, uh, it's just sort of like we try to draw on all these things and it's just like hide or, you know, hide the bad stuff. Like, um, in some countries where it's like in Vancouver, they're like, we need to get the homeless people out of here because the Olympics are coming. I mean, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of bullshit. You know, it's like you want to show the world you're something, um, and hide all your problems. And just because we don't want to disturb the money train, it's a load of bullshit. It's entertaining. I wouldn't be sad if it didn't exist.
1: So I'll leave it at that.
2: Okay. So, uh. Three bullshits, man. The Olympics took it
1: hard today. Well, bullshit is bullshit. It's not. It's not bad. Like if all three of us, not one of us, said it was bad. And and I. I do uh, like I leaned heavily, just you know, and I disagree with a lot of what you guys said. Uh, but at the and so I think it's bullshit, perhaps for a different reason than you do. But uh, but at the same point, like I do see a lot of positive in the Olympics and the Olympic. I can movement, too, but so. in the same
0: way that I mean, like bullshit to me is a good verdict when something's just frivolous, you know. It's and that's to me what the Olympics are. Right. Yeah. so it's like they're you know it's not they're not like necess- they, there are harms that they do and there are positives that they do but really it's a frivolous activity and you know bullshit to me is it's proper it's proper verdict
1: i generally just when something is like frivolous the way when and this is my own verdict style if you will when something is frivolous if i like it i generally say it's good because like i mean everything is frivolous like no not everything's frivolous. A, a lot is like well, a lot. A lot of the topics we do on the show. And if for everyone I said it was bullshit, I mean, I'd be saying bullshit all the time, right? So it's, if I like it, I generally lean to saying that it's a good thing. And I like the Olympics. I do. But in this case, there's just too much bullshit surrounding it that I have to say it's bullshit. Yeah.
2: So speaking of frivolous things, uh, if you want to write in and tell us your opinion on um, the Olympics, you can do that. You can email us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. Uh, If you want to find out more information about the show, you can visit our website at goodbadbull.com. There you can find links to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and an RSS link for your RSS reader. Finally, you can like us on Facebook, link in the doobly-doo on the site, and follow us on Twitter at goodbadbull. All right, gentlemen, uh, if our listeners want to find out more about you, Crofton, uh, where can they find you?
1: Oh, at Crofton Steers on Twitter. Okay, all I got there was at Crofton Steers. That's that's all that's important, really.
2: <laughs> all sure. right, Mike, if our, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they do that? It's
0: funny because, you know, I'll say my Twitter address, which is at ml Hodgins, but I can't remember last time I tweeted, so they're not likely to find out much, but there yeah. you, is, you isn't go. Isn't
2: there a picture of your, your child and a cat on your Twitter feed?
0: No, I'm trying – you know, I don't want to uh, – put. I'm not into, like, tweeting pictures of, like, yeah. my actual life. <laughs> okay, well, um... More can, like stupid commentary. I need to do more dumb commentary. Yeah,
2: the the internet needs more stupid commentary, Michael. Yeah, there's uh, not enough, that's true. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, you can also find my stupid commentary, at Bo Schwartz. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up. But before you guys go, uh, a thought occurred to me while we were giving our verdicts, and, um... You know, a criticism of the Olympics and of countries like, uh, Mike, you were talking about Canada. I feel like if countries were people, they'd be the most irritating people in the world. Like they'd never be people who never admit their mistakes and minimize their own faults and constantly brag about how great they are and do no honest self-reflection and be like just really shitty people. Am I alone in this or do you guys agree? No, it's,
0: it's totally true. I totally agree. And they're not the only ones too. I mean, corporations tend to operate like that. And I would say that it's because they have – you know, public, it's like public relations for them or whatever. In the same way that celebrities probably have a public relations person who kind of someone says, like, you shouldn't say this or you shouldn't say that. Whereas individuals are just like, whatever, and come off however they are.
2: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's where I feel the way I feel about nationalistic pride. Cause I'm like, you kind of, I don't know if anthropomorphize is the right word, but you kind of take a country by its character and almost it's like a person. And you're like, oh God, stop bragging, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I just asked no, you how yeah. the weather was today. It really, it really is,
0: it really is like that. And that when you do say something negative, someone will, you know, crap on you for being like, oh, you have no. You have no pride in this country, or you know it's somehow a bad thing if you criticize your country. You know when 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 a nationalistic fervor is is underway, you know, like it's a bad time to criticize your country during like the Olympics,
1: for example. Yeah. Yeah. I, and who, uh, who, who, I guess who would that be makes the worst sense. country?
2: Who would be the worst country?
1: Boston? I I'm not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like all
2: our listeners.
0: jokes in acting class?